Hello, I'm Dan Lemon. And I'm Charles Henry. And welcome to the Act Of Podcast, where we talk about all things performance. Today, we are going to be discussing performance, balance, and what it's like having a full-time job and maintaining an artistic lifestyle. So without further ado... Let's go. Let's go. I was sitting, getting us our, our usual Greg's coffee, mm-hmm. and uh, the queue was too big, so I ended up going to pop Redboards instead. Yeah, thank you. Um, my, my agent put in the group chat, she goes, um, and it's those mystical words of... Um, how's everyone's horse riding skills? And I know what's coming. She goes, because uh, House of Dragons season two casting's out. And I'm like, let's go. You're not one of those people that get on backwards and like, where's his head gone? You know? <laughs> yeah. just get beheaded in like a single scene, <laughs> just a death night. Um, yeah, so she sends, sends us a message and every time Game of, Game of Thrones, because I, I got in acting when Game of Thrones was big and then obviously House of Dragons out now. And I'm texting, I'm like, I can sit on a horse and I can trot it. And she's like, can you do a canter? Yeah. She was like, you need to get those skill levels up. Well, my mom owns horses, right? Always has her entire life, proper horsey person. So I'm like, I can be on a horse every single day from now until the shoot date, yeah. if you want me to. Exactly. Like, And you know I'll do it. Yeah. I will. And she's like, mm. and uh, I, so I sent her a selfie because obviously I'm, gro- I'm growing my hair out. And uh, I went, I went, uh, Janet, I've got, I'm growing my hair for it and everything. How are <laughs> and she, she just went, she went, uh, you need some new headshots. Because <laughs> I look different. You can just use your old ones. I know because I'm t- I was 22, 23 and I'm much younger. I mean, I look I look good in those headshots and I'm, yeah. I'm not. But with the Botox now, it's still not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just getting, I'll get a couple of mills in me. I look the same. I look, it's one of those things about an actor because you've got like a, a track of your entire life in film or, or yeah. headshots. You do notice, you and get those, this, these moments, don't you? Think, well, I'll wow. tell you this, right, I'll tell you this. Those headshots are, are some of the first ones I ever got done, and I'm like 23, and it's when I had long hair as well, and I'm and, and I look back at them and I'm like, ah, oh, God, you don't look like that anymore. And yeah. that's when you know you need to get new headshots because I don't look like that anymore. So I begged Rob, I was like, Rob, House of Dragon season two, right? Yeah. I've got long hair. Can you take some headshots before I leave the studio today? <laughs> He's like, yeah, fine, Dad, no worries. Excellent. I think uh, before we, we go on to what's the crack, um, we, we should tell the listeners that uh, Rob is armed with a mic. Oh, yeah. yeah Seeing as though we've been rib- ribbing him over the last uh, got, couple of de- weeks, he's, he's now armed now. with something to fire back at us. Yeah, so you can't see us, but I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'll uh, be telling you off, probably. <laughs> Don't say that, Dan. Dan so I get the shake or the laugh. He's like, Dan's, Dan's going to say something. He's like, <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, we need a camera on his back. That's what we need. He hasn't got a camera on him, but uh, um, so yeah, what's the crack? If that's that's my crack. I mean, I don't know where to start. I mean, this week I was talking on the phone to you. I've been under the hammer this week. There's a there's a lot going on. There's a lot I've been trying to get done. Um, but I can do. I was so sat down. I was like, I might just whinge this podcast, but I'm not going to. So enough of me talking about myself. What's the crack with you, Craig? What's new? What's new? Um, this week, this week, um, well, it started with, well, I was having a laugh actually on the, on the WhatsApp group with, uh, the DIY, uh, oh, yeah. uh, real self tape that, that was unreal. I got that. I've never had a construction kind of, you know, scene to do, yeah. um, our role. 
And then the agent got in touch. And I'm like, this is genius. This is perfect. This is a coincidence. I'm doing DIY with my cousin who we've never, he's a bricklayer. I'm yeah. a joiner by trade, as you know. So I was like, this is this is brilliant. But she said, no, you've got to do an assault course because you're going to be walking through a building site and you've got to show that you're nimble. <laughs> so that what you guys saw was a result yeah. of that. So a guy got a, I got a video just with no context whatsoever <laughs> of you just doing barrel rolls through a building site. And starting doing a headstand in front of a skip. And I just went, what are you doing? And then I figured it out. I was like, oh, is this for a commercial? You were like, yeah. Do you know that the, the uh, Rob would have been proud? Do you know actually uh, tapes that, that behind the camera? It was my daughter, an eight-year-old. Oh, was she filming yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, the, she's the got first... some good steady cam skills. She, yeah, she has. And steady she got my cam. head in there. She, she just zoomed in at the right time. And it's, can, we, it's um, brilliant. can we Can we share that video on, when this goes out? Yeah, share we will. Your, your self-tape yeah, with you in the building. Yeah, you did it on the Tools video, didn't you? Was that you or someone yes. else? Yes, yes, it was me. Yeah, so I yeah. was like, you get these Facebook reels and I'm going through and I heard your voice before I saw your face and I went, that's that's Craig. <laughs> and then surely enough, because it's like, obviously th- this one's filmed where you you, you can't really tell. Uh-huh. It's a, And it was like someone going over to the neighbour's wife. Yes. The, and it was really well done because it was kind of like found footage style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would have believed it if it were no, not the fact it was, that it was it real. <laughs> I was real. I was just going around the hall for a cup of, yeah. a cup of sugar. <laughs> so, so close. <laughs> no, but that, that was over the weekend. And then uh, the place where, which I'll recommend to you in York afterwards for, for a mm. few beers. Um, but um, Monday... Uh, Monday, Landon was, was down there. Um, and then up to... Uh, Birmingham with the uh, the underwear shoot, and then as we would underwear the shoot, yes, danced over that. It, you, so it, you had you in your duds, um, new duds in, in a in a studio about the same temperature as actually colder than this. Rob's got it to a good level. <laughs> they can't do that. I mean, they, they need to enlarge the shots if that's the case. They need to do some doctoring. <laughs> well, I had a I had a box on anyway, so you, you wouldn't be able to. <laughs> is tell. that is that true? Yeah, they stick a box on you. Yeah, you nice. well because of I you wouldn't know, need it. <laughs> no, you, everybody needs a box, but you need an extra large. I do. I need like. the big old box. But if you have a big box on, you, you get <laughs> no, we're going, big boards, little boards, yeah. cardboard box. You get a you get a ledge. You, you'll be legend. Like you'll get a little shelf, which will turn up. So you, the, the photographer will be like, I can't edit that. I can't. So we're gonna have to get a shoe on you into a little box or do something. <laughs> manipulate you, you manipulate your plums into a little. But oh, it is oh. when you've got three people behind a camera looking at you, groin, <laughs> and you're like, "Does that is that all right? No, just pull them up a little bit, pull them down." You know, and... this is me. Like we had discussions about training stuff, and I was like, oh, "I think I want to get into body work," and uh, and now we're having that conversation. I'm like, "Ah, maybe not." My plums. <laughs> Um, but no, then then across to Dublin, um, and then uh, Ireland, and then up to to Sunderland today. So um, yeah, it's been been a good busy week. man. Yeah, and then obviously if that that self tape comes off, it's Cape Town, which will be nice. South Africa, South Africa. Oui. Um, in, was it an audition uh, for South Africa? How'd you get that? No, no, that's the DIY. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, South Africa. Commercial so, or uh... commercial? Aye. God, I'd love to go there. I'd love to do a bit of Cape yeah, Town. Yeah, Cape Town's amazing. I had, so. a, I had a mate who lived out there for a year. She did like a university placement over there. She absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's, it's a nice amazing. place. And then the best thing about Cape Town, it's a night flight. It's the same flight that's happened for the last 34 years. Uh, um, when I was telling the missus' granddad, uh, bless him, he, he said, you know, um, oh, is it, he, he, he knew the flight path and everything, you know, because he'd already been down there. But it's a night flight and it's the same, same um, time zone as us. 
So perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, that's that's for the next um, next week. Hopefully, touch wood, or the week after. So we'll see. Aye. So yeah, um, I think we've mentioned it in the last two podcasts: performance mm. balance. Um, and I think it's worth just having a bit of time talking through it. Mm. Um, in in the crack there, we were talking about plans um, across a few different kind of areas. So we could probably use as we go through a few working examples of what, you know, what you've got on your agenda at the minute, yeah. Dan. <clears throat> uh, so we can link it to it. Um, but no, I think it's worth just spending a bit of time for the listeners trying to pass something on to the young people, I was going to say, but anybody who's really dreaming about something and struggling to get it off the line and trying to shoehorn it into an already busy life mm. um you know i will get to it one day i will get when yes. i retire when yeah. um that kind of um you know issue so so yeah i, I think it'd be good for us to to, to talk about that yeah. and um um and, and see what we can uh see what we can give to the listeners i'm cool with that because it's something yeah. it's a skill that i have always struggled with right mm. and it was something that I've become much, much better at, and that is, it's quite simply time management. It's yeah. that simple, man. Yeah. And, for, and for me, um, I, I used to read, I, I read a lot of work. I, I, I read uh, Deep Work, which is one of the best books I've read on this subject, um, by Carl, Carl something, I can't remember his name, Carl Porter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Deep Work and all these things, and uh -huh. it was about, and a lot of the things, they come back to the same idea of time management and time segmentation. And what I started doing is just, if you can grab an hour, just one hour, <clears> you stick that in your diary and you circle it and it's dedicated to absolute focus of a single thing. Uh -huh. That's when, that's that simple idea is when things start to shift for me. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of feeling that you get there before that. You're like, ah, no, I can't fit it in. Yeah. I would like to. But you, you're stubborn with it and you're like, mm -hmm. no, I'm doing it today. And you do it and you feel so much better. Yeah. You think, ah, oh, you know, and, and it starts to then... Um, you know, change the routine and it starts to become the norm and you, you start to gather momentum with it. Um, but I, I think it, it goes, it, time is, you know, a, a big element of it. But how I've broken it down, I've actually come prepared today. I've got the uh, I've got the iPad in front of me. And, uh, We're moving up in the world. I know, I know. Um, needs, I put, um, and it is, it's, it's around, if you break your dreams down for me, you've got to think about, with the balance and the performance in, in, in mind, just put the dreams to one side. It's about what your needs are really before that, uh, what what the essential are, you know, to, to, to make us keep ticking on a daily basis and being happy and the needs of those around us as well. Mm. Um, and and then I think it's it's your plan, your targets that, 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 that actually, um, you know, fit beneath that. Christmas is approaching, I suppose. It's a, it's a good time to, to be doing this as well. I always reflect around Christmas time, yeah. you know, give myself three seconds to pat myself on the back of what I've kind of gone after in that year and then spend about two hours looking forward. Mm. Um, you, I probably got that balance wrong. But no, I've I, gone, think, yeah. I, think it's a good, I think it's a good thing there. I think it's very, very important to celebrate your wins yeah. and reflect on the year, right, and go what went well, uh, but also as well, be honest, like you take three seconds, pat yourself on the back, good job, don't linger there too long, but you deserve that, what you've achieved, and then think, what didn't I achieve? What was on the list that I didn't achieve? Why? Yeah. What needs to go back on the list for next year? Yeah. And I've got tons of those. And yeah. we can talk about them when we talk about different plans and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I'm totally with you. And I suppose there'll be things as well, you know, that 
you've said to yourself at the beginning of the year, let's get after. And then yeah. something else has come up on the rails and mm. took priority. And that's still a positive thing. It's just, you know, you're still planning and you, you like I say, a lot of people will dream and then not really do anything about it. They think, they'll think that it'll come to them. Um, and if people are struggling to, to actually, uh, you know, try and picture that, what, 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 what do I actually want out of life? I know it's getting really deep, but just go fast forward to your deathbed. We, we talked about it off air last week, didn't we? And said, you know, just picture yourself there and it kind of takes you to the place where you need to be to think about what you want out of life. Um, uh, and, and, and that sounds harsh, but it's, it's a good way of jump starting, really, you know, shaking yourself up a little mm. bit. I'm in a bit of a rut um, and I want to spice things up a little bit. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that when I, when I was X age, I dreamt of that. Why haven't I pursued it? Um, so, so yeah, and th that's why I've done the notes here. Yeah, Cause it's something that I'm passionate about. And for me, um, you know, my, my dreams, I've, I've spoke about it before, what I wanted to do early in my career when I was like 11, 12 years old. I, I, studied, I studied, sorry, uh, Romans mm. and Greeks, you know, Asian Greeks, and more towards architecture. I was just obsessed by it. Uh, my auntie bought me loads of books on it, and that's what my dream was. And then I, I, I thought that it had just come to me. And I needed that shake. Yeah. And at 15, 16 years old, that shake came with failure. And that's what's kind of always pushed me. Leaving school with one GCSE was nowhere near good enough to, to go on to A-levels and then do a degree and get a scholarship, et cetera, et cetera. So um, for me, to what's pushed me in, in those dreams and the reality of it, again, we'll talk about shortly, um, but yeah, I, I don't know if you if you want to reflect on anything, Dan, that you've got in your pipeline that you're thinking, you know. Yeah, um, let me say something about that though, because you've, yeah. you've raised an interesting thought about how failure can jog you into being um, motivated mm -hmm. and think that I've got to. For me, I we, we've mentioned this briefly the day, right? I don't think schools nowadays teach you the skills that you need to operate in the modern world, Agreed. right? A lot of the school system is based on on, a, on an industrial uh, revolutionary model of bells at, at, at lunchtime, which send you off to the dinner hall. And the modern world is very, very challenging. It's very different. It's not It's not the same. And we, you require highly flexible skills um, that were not really given because a lot of state schools, it's it's rote learning. Mm. It, you're not really taught, in, in my opinion, because I went to a state school and it was a good state school and I loved it there. I really, really enjoyed school. But they don't teach you complex problem solving yeah. in a way that when I went to university and I met a lot of kids that went to private school, the way that they thought about things and the way that they approached things, mm. right? Again, not everyone's like this, but I, th I, I got this feeling that they're just being taught differently. The yeah. way that their their mental framework was taught to operate, and I don't think I got that mental operation until my early to mid twenties. Mm. So I was like years behind some people who were coming to Edinburgh, and they were like really, really entrepreneurial, yeah. and they'd been given the confidence and the skills to to go out and and do that. And I think for me, you know, I was quite academic. I went and got a degree. And then I came out and I, and I had all of these dreams just like you did. Mm. And I was like, now what? Yeah. No one had equipped me to do anything simple, like to take this big goal and just break it down and segment it into what it, what it looks yeah. like. And yeah. I'll give you a simple one, right? I've always wanted to be a writer. Always, always wanted. And I, and I write 
scripts and this, that, and the other, which is related to acting. But I've, I've, I've written a book and it's, and it's with an editor now. I was talking to Rob about this before we started, right? So I'm getting my book back for the first pass edit with a mm. developmental editor on Monday, right? Three month edit, I've had it for three months. It, this book's taken me, I think six or seven years to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like, what does that look like? I, and, and when I looked at that, that task, it was just one page a day. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's and, and I think people look at their dreams, they look at acting, they look at how do I how do I do anything? And they're like, the dreams all the way up here. And what I used to say to my mates when I said I wanted to be an actor, right? And they and they, they did laugh. Yeah. It's just, they still do. Um but I went, what you're seeing is you're seeing me and Leonardo DiCaprio. That's exactly what's going on in your head right now. But there's a hundred rungs in between that ladder. I'm seeing Joe Wicks, to be honest. Joe. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Um, there's a hundred rungs on that ladder and I'm on rung number one. Yeah. At that time I was. I'm a couple of rungs further up now. Mm. And that that's it, man. It's yeah. that simple. It, it Let is. yourself be on rung number one and I'll shut up now. No, no, because that, that, that fits in with, with where I was at and, and I was on rung like minus 12. You were underground. I was underground. You were in a pit. And so I, I, I'm there in dreamland and sat with my dad at 15 years old, just, just about to leave school. And he's like, right, you're going to be a joiner. Yeah. No, no, dad, I'll, I'll be a golfer across the road. He needs an assistant pro. And he's like, no, you're in dreamland again. You're going to be a joiner. And it was the best thing actually. And you know, he, he, he always wanted me to have a trade and I'm there at college, uh, like day release, doing my joinery apprenticeship. And it taught me so much. Um, but like then the journey of getting my own money and, mm-hmm. and working and, um, you know, knowing where, where that takes me and what it can give me in life. And you know, I had to be so disciplined on, on a night. I had to then go back and do my maths and English GCSEs at night school a couple of nights a week. So... Um, then that turned into an ONC in construction. Then that turned into me qualifying as a joiner at 19, 20 years old. And I turned around to my mom and dad and I said, um, right, I'm off to do a scholarship now with, uh, with a construction company. And they're like, you've just become qualified as a joiner. What, why would you want to do that? My mom, um, more importantly, uh, said it actually. And she said, you could go out and earn you know, you can you can earn just as much in in that kind of you know being a tradesman as you can in, in management. It's not really about earnings; it's about following my dreams. Mm-hmm. But she, they, she, they completely got that. So I went to potentially earning at the time thirty, forty grand a year, whatever it may be, to then back to earning ten k a year. Um, so you, I might have been a little bit uh, mad by thinking that, but I wanted to chase my dreams, not the money, if that makes sense. So um, again day release at night some of these modules that go on and 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 um and it, it slowly starts to then you know you, you're realizing your dreams at school they thought i was dyslexic till i don't know i was 13 14 years old they put it eventually down to concentration um so i'd use the the fact that i play golf you know it got recommended four hours of sheer concentration you can't have a lapse really um and you know, you're developing yourself through those failures to them coming out of uni, publishing my, my dissertations in Sheffield Library and it's in the red tape in Sheffield on the subject that I did it in. And, you know, you get your little certificate there as you check it in at Sheffield Le- uh, Red Tape Library. Mm. You're an author. And I'm like, wow, I need to show this to my English teacher. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to tell her where she, she can shove it as well. 
Um, but Which, yeah. Do you not see this with a lot of kids though? And I think we're getting a better understanding of this now though. It's like, you know, you see it's ADHD or whatever it is, man. And it's like, but they're not interested in this. And you're, you're in this environment, right? And and don't get me <clears> wrong, like I, there is value to it. I'm not saying it's, it, has, it has no value, but there's some kids who are not built for that environment. Their brains, this is not what they want to do. Yeah. However, you stick them on a, on a sports pitch, golf, whatever it may be, yes. whatever, in front of an, an an artist studio, and they're going to soar, yeah. and they'll sit for six to eight hours mm. and never break concentration. Yeah, not everyone is built, and and this is why I think our different experiences is such an interesting way to talk about it because. I was mega academic. Yeah. I, I, I aced all subjects except maths. I'm crap at maths. Um, That's the only thing that I am good at, actually. Yeah, we were good see. It is. <laughs> we balance each other out. But in the end, like, university was such a such an odd thing for me because even though I was, like, a model student, it didn't really amount to anything. Mm. I got handed that paper. I got handed my degree. I got a master's. And then it was like, now what? Yeah. And my little brothers, man, my little brothers are totally different. They're not academic, right? Yeah. But I come from like a very, very hard working family. And my middle brother started out as a joiner and now he works for a house building company. Yeah. He's really successful. Was not academic at school, yes. right? It wasn't for him. So when he got to the end of school and it was like, is is Callan going to go to sixth form? It was like, no, that's not his environment. Mm. But he's went away and been, and both my brothers have, my, my, my youngest brother, Jamie, is a mechanic. And they've went and been super successful in like hands-on yeah. technical fields. Yeah. It's like that was their journey. Mm. And, you know, I, th- I just think we have to be a bit more open to that idea. I think, I think it's why apprenticeships are so blooming important. They, they, they are. We had this debate at uni in, in a lecture theatre. It had two, 300 people in there. I went as anchor um, for part-time. Did and you it, go dressed as Ron Burgundy? Yes. You ate a whole wheel of cheese? <laughs> I'm in movie quotes today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Um, no, I went. I went as anchor right, right at the, the you know the last person just to summarise. But it was just a debate on full time education after school um, versus part time. We had to do it over five years. They did it over four. My argument at the end would be: you come out of uni, well done, a year before me. Um, the five years in, so let's say they do four years of uni, a gap year a year out in a placement, and then they have a year in a corporate organisation. I've been in an organisation for five years. I said, on the average, and I, I gave him the stats, I'm further up the ladder than you are. I'm a project surveyor. You're only a trainee when you're starting. Um, I've got a house. I've got a car. Um, yeah, but we can go out and party. We're going to enjoy his lives. I said, well, I, I party as well, but I just don't sleep that much. Yeah. right? And I, I'm learning how to through that process, deal with life and balance. I, I can go back to like the, the, the college days and the night school. I wanted to be a pro footballer. That was a dream. So I'm getting picked up as a joiner in the morning by my uncle at seven in the morning. He'd be rollicking me because I'd be five minutes late, like I tend to be for everything. <laughs> um, and just trying to squeeze too much in. But I'd be, I'd be shattered. I'd be in the van. We'd work, you know, he's a very very hard worker putting a lot of hours in a week we'd do a good day shift then I'd be going at night school I'd be running for the last bus uh, Pond Street in Sheffield in the centre to try and then get dropped off for the fitness first at 10pm at night which is closed but my mate who was the manager was cleaning up at that time he said come in I'm doing a workout because I'm I'm working on my strength and and conditioning and then going home at 11 o'clock at night to study till about 2 or 3 in the morning um We'll come back to that because it's balanced. So that was uh, I, I, when 
I went off balance for a little bit there and mm. it ended up having issues down the line by not sleeping and how, how important sleep is. So we'll touch up upon that in a bit. But keeping it in line with what we're talking about, structure, uh, having that independence, you know, it's up to you where you want to go kind of thing. I thought that was, for me, I, I, I experienced uni differently to school because at school I was told what I should do. I don't think we live in a, a world that you can tell anybody what to do anymore now. I think you have to take them on a journey and say, if you do this, you will achieve this So, and take them on the journey with can, you. Can I linger upon that? Because there's something else that um, I, I said to my younger brothers. I went and I, and I said, and I've said it recently to my cousin as well, because she's, uh, she's in her early 20s figuring out what she wants to do. And I said, what school also doesn't equip you well to do? And they, they teach you, but they never ask you questions and they never go, what do you want out of life? Yeah. Right. And, and you can break that down to any, any framework. <clears throat> like, do you want to be rich? Is all you care about money? Because a lot of people are like that, right? Yeah. I know so many kids who are like that, right? And they're like, right. So I had mates who went to work for Deloitte and went to work for blah, blah, blah in London and all this, that and the other. But no, if you've not got parents guiding you, it's like, yeah. do you want to go into, do you want to go into the city and you just want to have work 12, 14 hours a day and make a million quid a year? Yeah, Fine. Yeah. If yeah. that's the direction of your life, then this is the pathway they do. Do you want a balanced life where you can earn good money, but have a degree of flexibility and work in like sales and marketing yeah. like I do yeah. and have a bit more balance? You'll earn good money, but you, you know, it's not city. It's all of these questions I figure out. Do you want to be an artist, right? Yeah. Because this is what the journey of an artist is probably going to look like. Mm -hmm. You might be skinned for a bit <laughs> and it needs a lot of structure and a lot of hard work, but you're betting on a certain thing. No one ever talks to you in those terms. It's like, you've got to get in it. You've got to get your GCSE. You've got, and then, and then you, you get into a situation like me where you get to the end of that and you've done everything that you were told. Mm. And then in the end, and then you're like, now what? Yeah. And I think clarity on direction is so important. It's it like, what do you want, right? And even if you get to it, right? Because I think a lot of people have been in a situation where they get to the end goal and it wasn't exactly what they wanted and it didn't scratch that itch. That's fine, yeah. but pick a direction and start going. And what yeah. you learn along the way is absolutely great. But I suppose what I'm saying is don't fall into the trap that I did and not be honest about your direction of travel yeah. and be honest about what you want. Yeah. Because you find yourself alone in and it was just like, you think you're you think you're heading in a direction and going to university and getting a master's and all that, but really you're just doing what you think you should yeah. do. Yeah. And like, if you've not got a point to it all, then anyway. Yeah, you, you, you've got to know where you're going, really. Um, or have a feel, yeah. have a feel for where you're going to go. Um, for me, it was like, oh, you're a joiner, you're going to be a projects manager, you'll you'll work your way up through an ops kind of operational mm. kind of uh, way. And I was like, no, I want to be rotated around the business uh, when I was a trainee. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, well, you know, with what I believe you could achieve from a leadership perspective, that would be quite good. So me and another chap, there was 18 trainees that year that got selected, um, that got hired. Yeah, compare that to nowadays in businesses. Mm. I, I think those figures would just be nowhere near that. But two of us, one operationally, a chap called Steve and myself got, got selected for, for fast track. So we did get that luxury. The other 16 just got pigeonholed. You're, you're going to be a QS. You're going to be an estimator. You're going to be a buyer. You're going into design. Um, and they were happy with that. But we showed that level of like, being outside his comfort zone and trying to test ourselves. We showed that curiosity and uh, they rewarded us with that. So I just took my time. Mm. I knew where I wanted to be. Ultimately, I got a feel for it in, in management, but um, taking on that responsibility, but I didn't know. And then I'm good at maths. 
you know, I, I know operationally, we'll talk about it in here actually, where a little bit further down in my notes, I think I've got it. We, we, we're talking about people who, um, you know, uh, I'll, I'll want the responsibility, but potentially, or they'll, they'll make a perception like they want the responsibility, then not take it. Yeah. I wanted that responsibility, but eventually it found me with your know, mass surveying. It's perfect, perfect yes, it match, and, I, and it fits. Well, you say taking your time. I think that's important as well. Yeah. Because I was I was on the phone to uh, to a casting agent um, earlier on this week, and we've done some work together. We've gotten to know each other. She's absolutely she's she's great. Um, I'm having a chat because she's transitioning to directing, right? Yeah. And I've done a little bit of directing. So we're trading emails and stuff, and she's going to do a little bit of work with, with the Actors Forge and do some educational sessions and things mm. like that about casting officers. We've got to talk in because we're both in the exact same boat where we're very, very early into directing. Yeah. Done a couple of shorts, little things like that, and we're feeling it out and starting to learn and understand it. And we just had a long conversation about how we'd began in one direction, and then we'd ended up we ended up going in another direction. So she's going from casting yeah. into TV directing. Yeah. And it's like it's the same thing. You've jumped around in certain areas of the industry. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? I think and I remember being being an actor in London and people would say to me, would say, You'd be a good director, you. Yeah. And 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 like four or five years later is when I picked it up and went, you know what, maybe, maybe I could give that a go. Do you know that's funny? Yeah. Because my wife made the same observation about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and I like that because it does link back to what, what we're talking about, because I think I was told at a young age by my dad, um, focus on one sport mm. and you'll be exceptional. At it. You know, you'll be really good and you'll be able to probably have a career out of it. I'd read, you know, dyslexia and I'd had, um, Michael Jackson's autobiography, uh, Seve's Ballesteros as, you know, the call for, um, I'd read Paolo Di Canio's as a, as a footballer. There was one common trend through that where, I mean, later on in life, I started to pity them with how much dedication and what they had to sacrifice, particularly Michael Jackson yeah. with, with his, his childhood. And and, and and I just thought they're closer to, well, they just need to maintain, especially the sports people, um, they need to maintain where they've got to and keep it ticking over. But to do that over a, a career of twenty five years, even longer, it's, it's just for me, didn't it didn't it didn't give me that fire. I didn't want to do sport for that reason. I wanted to be not a one trick pony. And I'm not saying they were; they might have been talented at other things, but they decided to be that within their career. And I, I've got I, I I just want variety. Well, well I this love it. this conversation comes quite a, up quite a lot in in entrepreneurial circles, and when you when you're consuming that kind of content because. I used to, and I've said this before, but I used to find it, 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 it like difficult to get a hold of it in myself in the sense that I realised that I can't focus on mm. things for extended periods of time. Yeah. And I think specialism does yield big results. If we take like um, in any field, right, let's take a DOP, the best DOP in the world. There's no one better. Rob, who's the best DOP in the world who shot... Um, Roger Deakins, there we go. We knew exactly who I was talking about. Um, so Roger Deakins, best DOP in the world, right? Mm. Hans Zimmer, best. Hans Zimmer's done many different things, but like, let's just use Hans Zimmer as an example. If you're the best in your field and it, you're highly specialised, computer coding is another really, really, it probably is a better example, computer mm. coding. 
you're going to command such a high price because your level of specialism in one specific thing is incredibly high. So people yeah. will pay you for that value. Yeah. I am not that person. Mm. And one of and I used to talk to my dad about it. I'd be like, oh, dad, like I can't like focus and I've got all these things going on and I can't seem to. And he went, and it's probably the nicest thing my father's ever said to me. He went, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He went, mm. your brain works like an entrepreneur's does. Mm. There's many, many, many ideas and it's about you developing the skill to to discern what a good idea is and how to work them and see them through to completion. Yeah. Because I'm not a finisher. I'm an idea, let's go, idea, let's go. You... And then I let it flitter off into the ether halfway. Yeah. Would you do that in a pragmatic way? Or um, are you a pragmatist? Or what, the, what would you say you are? What do you mean in the sense of a pragmatist? Like, um, would you, like, I'd split it down into three different things. So you're a reserver, right? Yeah. Um, you're a pragmatist. I'm a pragmatist. I've had so many tests done to to um, to prove that, yeah. and I learned that myself. I, I didn't realize what I was. Oh, you're an originator, right? So originate. Let, let's say we're going to go to the moon. An originator would say, "We're going to go to the moon." Yeah. Right. A reserver would go, "You are crazy, right? The world is flat." What you know, the the moon doesn't even exist. I, was, I don't know. Come up with some theory. I think I know where you get. And, that and then a, a, a pragmatist would go. Hang on a second. Yes, kind of like between both. Yeah, it's not flat. Yeah. The world's circular, actually. And um, then if we yeah. if we build a rocket, we can... so I'm yeah. I'm I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very yes man, right? Yeah. As I'm getting older, I've, I think I've always been a pragmatist. But as I'm getting older, I'm getting more pragmatic be, because I'm more goal oriented in the sense that I need to figure out a way to achieve this specific goal. Mm -hmm. And I had a really interesting conversation last night, which I think would illustrate this point with. Uh, a, a, a member of the Actors Forge who I've known since the very early stages. And he gets a lot of interest from agents. He gets a lot of, um, yeah, yeah, we'll talk. And then he doesn't get signed. Yeah. And I had a very honest, pragmatic conversation with him the other night where I said, you're going to have to get very used to an aspect of this industry. There's a lot of, yeah, we'll do lunch. There's a lot of, yeah. Stay in touch. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. I'll sign you. Yeah. I'm going to make you famous. Yeah. And I said, you've got to become very attuned to kind of navigating through that bullshit. Yeah. And I think that I try very hard. I don't always succeed at this because I am a positive optimist. I try not to overpromise. Mm. I try to say <clears throat> yes, but, or what's even harder, which I see a lot of people really struggle to do this industry is go, no, yeah. and let me politely tell you why. Yeah, yeah. I love a no. The movement of getting casting directors to tell you no yeah. is great. Yeah. And, it's, and I've noticed in the past couple of years, it's becoming a lot more normal. Mm. Message my agent the other day, we did an audition together. You helped me do an audition oh, for, yeah, for yeah. a movie, right? I yeah. didn't get it. Right. I text my agent and I goes, uh, Janet, um, any news on that that movie? And a uh, great director, really wanted to work with the director. And she goes, no, sorry, Dan. And I went, no worries, thanks. They just said the guy who was mugging you, he just, yeah, yeah, he's he just too, ruined he's it. He's too handsome. They were like, <laughs> ah, we, we preferred him. Can, can we have his number? Um, and and, <laughs> and and I was I was like, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Because most of them are going to be a no. That's cool. Let me know. And it was... A couple of years ago, you'd be you'd really want something, and you'd just wait and wait and wait. No one give you. So yeah, I think the industry is becoming. Hopefully, it's not just a flash in the pan. More pragmatic, more honest. Yeah, and I'm trying to to do that as well. Yeah, I, I think it's important on, on that subject. Like you, you're gonna have a plan, and you're gonna get the knockbacks, and you have just got to concentrate on the things that you can control, right? You're going to have targets and you're like, right, I've done that. I've nailed it. 
I'll use the, you know, the self-tape over the weekend. The agent phoned me and said, that is genius what you've done. That That is brilliant. But somebody else is going to look at that and probably have a different slant. Yeah. Negatively thinking. Well, my, right? my agent and didn't. that's fine. Yeah. I, I can't control yeah. that. My agent didn't like what, what we did. No. She asked for a different audition. So for for the for the listeners, um, I had to choreograph a fight scene, and we've done a lot of stage combat. Mm. So I literally choreographed the fight scene, and me and Craig fought right before a night out. Before uh, a night I was out, covered in dust, dressed up. I brought him a jacket <laughs> so we didn't get dust all over him, and we were literally rolling on the floor, and he was strangling me. Yeah. And then I, there was a moment where Craig looks at me, puts the hands in the air, and then I fake a taser out and taser him and try and arrest him. And at the end of the scene, you club me with a rock. Yeah. And you know it wasn't perfect. We kind of choreographed together and in my in my idea I was like I actually can do the fight mm. and I can choreograph it so let's do the fight and mm. my agent was like why have you done the fight <laughs> she's like this she's like this looks ridiculous Dan I can't see your face so in the end I shot you know I sent them that as well somewhat yeah. arrogantly I was like I'm sending the fight yeah. and then it was just me del- delivering the lines so I think you know it's uh I'm probably breaching my own advice here where it's like do what you're told. Preparation, it's key, isn't it? I, I think I think you've done the right thing there. Be creative, man. Like yeah. that's what I was thinking. Well, that, that that's that's the thing that um I was going to touch upon actually, because I was thinking throughout my life with what I was linking it's, you know, failure. What I'd failed to do um through the journey between kind of like early twenties to now is I turned that creative kind of part of my brain off chasing different dreams mm. so if you think like to be a joiner you need to be a creative i was still getting a fix but it it, it kind of um starved me really of um of, of other things uh in, in life that i could have could have had you know I, I was leaving school wanted to be a footballer um you know we'll, we'll talk about this shortly but i decided that I'd, i got to a semi-pro level i decided i didn't want to do it and and that's linking back to what we just said sometimes you've got to be brave enough to say it is a dream I don't like this anymore. And you change, man. You grow and you change. I, I think if Michael Jackson would have had his say, apart from uh, his dad having his influence, he would have gone, I'm walking away from this, And that dad. might I don't be one like of the reasons anymore. why they go so off the deep end. Any yeah. artist, because I saw Tom Holland talking about something great, because Tom Holland, I think he's a, he's obviously a wonderfully nice guy. He's very down to earth. I think Taron Egerton's very similar, but, but uh, Tom Holland got to a stage in his career, Spider-Man, the highest of the high. And he was like, yeah. I think I'm going to wear the opposite thing. He says, I think I'm going to go be a joiner for a bit. Because <laughs> he'd done it and he was like, maybe I'm ready for a transition in my life. And yeah, I think yeah. if, you've, if you're if you forced or if you keep on going, it's like, you know, maybe take Daniel Day-Lewis going being a cobbler in Venice. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, dude, you know, you've well, got to... I, I know sometimes like... Listen um, to the soul. Yeah, with, with going from, going through my sports and then going to golf... I'll hear a lot of golfers saying, I've had enough. I don't mm-hmm. even enjoy this anymore. You, you get into a good level. You know, you, you, this is around me talking to my scratch golfers in the scratch team and we're like, yeah, a lot of them just don't enjoy it. Well, they don't seem to be anyway. I've got a couple of mates who are professional sportsmen yeah, and uh, they've been doing it for 10, 12 years and uh, and there's many stages and they're up and down, but there's many stages they've been like, God, I hate this. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. And you'll you'll speak to some of them, actually. The majority of the professional golfers that I'll listen to when they're having a tough time, it's like if they've hit a shot and it's long 
or it's short, it's the caddy's fault. If it's left or right of the target, it's the coach's fault. It's everybody else's fault. They're not taking ownership bad, of like a bad where, handyman blames us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you sometimes, like I say, you pity them sometimes to think, yeah, you know, financially, okay, they're in a good place, but in life, and and they realise the dream, but they haven't got kind of multiple dreams, if if yeah. you like. So sometimes it's better. I think to be with in sport, the we and are. I think we talked before about there's 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 a connection between sport and acting, and the level of dedication. I think with acting, it's somewhat different in that you might. Let's say you work for six months of the year. Yeah. And cool, and you sacrifice that six months. You might go away on location. You might not see your family. All right. <laughs> but then maybe you get a full six months with yeah. your family and you don't work. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's uh, Chris Hemsworth has, has been talking about uh, lately that he's at high risk of Alzheimer's. He's got this, yeah. uh, he's, so he's going to take some time off and spend with his family. Mm. And I think he's done that before. And I think that balance is so important to be like, but with with sportsmen, I think because you've got to maintain such a high level of physical and and mental capability, you're in that zone yeah. almost year round. Mm. And I think the toll that that must take on them psychologically and and with their families and things like that, yeah, it's, I think it's very difficult to to maintain a balance with yeah. that. It's certainly hard. Uh, you know? Well, I don't. I wouldn't limit it to just like sportsmen. Mm. I, I I go as far as like business you, people you, you, yourself. You, yeah. You're successful. This is why we're doing it to try and pass on. You know what what we've learned oh, through, I mean, through our experiences I, and, and and you know across the the things that we've done in our life we, we you could you know we, we we've been successful in other areas so this is why we're trying to do this podcast oh, trying yeah. you know, to pass it on to people trying to so. figure out ourselves out as well because yeah. I mean God knows I don't achieve the balance um, there's times in my life where I have and there's times where all I do is work. Yeah. There's times where I, I, I don't work as much as I should. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, 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 and that's and that's important. So I, I think that, that brings us on nicely to how we break that down, really. And what I was saying before is it's all about needs. So for me, I would break that down into, as we've mentioned before, in, in, into, you know, your physical needs, um, your emotional, um, your spiritual and um, mental, and, and we'll do a separate podcast. I, I think uh, Rob's, you know, challenged um, challenges before and and championed uh, the, the mental side of things. I think we should look in, into that because it go, when the balance goes, it's that's the first thing that goes, you know, in, in all those four needs that I've just gone mm-hmm. through there, and, and it's so important. Um, but um, and and uh, you know. Talking through it, it's balance, but also performance. I think it's to, to share with us like our techniques in um, keeping that balance right is so important because it will go off. It will go off every single week, every single day. We'll neglect something. Um, so I think that's so important that we, uh, you know, to, to check into it, back into ourselves. I think the, um, the the part of the brain that's, you know, used to that working life, that um, that you know you, you've constantly got a load on it. It shuts off other areas of your brain. So to check back in with yourself is so important on a on a daily and not daily. I do it on know, a weekly basis. Something that I've become a lot more attuned to is having people in your life as well that can pull you back. Because yes. I can be very one track minded, incredibly yeah. work focused. Don't come into my space. Yeah. Don't interrupt me. I am getting this thing done. Yeah. And having people go, Dan, you're being a dick yeah. is like important. Yes. You know? that, that that circle of trust is 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 brilliant. You've got to have that. You've got to have those people in your life. I'll always say to people, listen to your elders. I know mm. it's the oldest saying, 
was done. ever. Yeah. But I, I did when I was younger. I did as well. I didn't, I didn't rebel against, I see a lot of my friends, um, some of my family will just rebel against advice from elders. Um, and I just think you, you, you're being daft really. My, my thing is, is that my, my parents don't, give me enough advice and feedback and I see them looking and sometimes thinking you're a little shitbag. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, well, what do you what do you think I'm doing wrong? What do you think I do? My dad, sometimes I reach out to my dad and I'm like, dad, I'm having this issue with, with my business and with things like that because my dad's very successful and I'm like, what do you think? Um, but I've got a very good relationship with my grandparents yeah. and they've always been very, very honest. Yeah. And yeah, so I feel blessed in that regard because... I've got feed, but you, the generations are very different, man. Mm. My grandparents are very different to my parents, yeah. right? And what's funny is, is in some ways, I'm more like my grandparents than I am like my parents. My parents yeah. are proper 80, 90s kids. Yeah. They're sharks. <laughs> my grandparents are of the post-war generation. They're a lot more, I don't, I don't know a way to describe them, but like austere is probably yeah. the best, like very together. Yeah. Very disciplined. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having I've got this mix of of culture through the generations is is very interesting oh, if you pay attention to it. It definitely it definitely changes. I was just thinking about what you just said there about being a little bit nazi sometimes, and I think I don't you, know what that word you, means. Na- nazi is kind of being. <laughs> I don't want to swear. I, I saw Rob shake his head when when you said the the D word. But when, Dick. You, when, when yeah. Nah, yeah, so, so, but yeah. Um, when, when, like your emotional kind of, um, you know, one of your the needs there that are broken down is like depending on your performance level, you, you, your body will go into different modes. So it'll go into a protective mode. It'll mm. go, you know, it'll go and burn out, repair performance. So you you are going to go through those, and it's so important to have those right people around you. Mm. But if we if we just stay on 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 physical, I can remember speaking to somebody who was a performance coach for 2012 GB team. Uh, and I think he had, as it turned out, he had the most gold medals in his team. Um, and I went to him, did a workshop and learned something. In it. I said, you know, what's the difference between them and us as in like, um, you know, normal people. So he said- And, and well, high level athletes. High mean? level athletes. So he said, not much really, actually. He said, if you're going after- uh, you know, one of these things in balance might be that we want to get fitter. And he said, you know, how you break that down is nutrition, exercise. Everybody can follow a diet. Everybody can exercise and follow a plan mm. uh, if you dedicate yourself. Um, and, you know, it's just like anything. The time that you put into these things is, is you know, what you'll get back, the energy that you put in. But he said then it's about rest is, is so important. Everybody gets nighttime rest and they could have a good ritual. He said, but what you won't have, what they have is daytime rest. And that is so important. And what does that look like? Daytime rest would be, if you're going to the extreme, like Arsene Wenger did when he came to Arsenal and completely for me changed uh, a generation, like the, the, the footballers we see today now leaving football, like your Beckhams, your Redknapps, who are still trim and they changed nutrition, but daytime rest was very important. So he'd have the players napping, he brought beds into the actual training facilities and he'd have the players napping. Uh, so he went to that extreme. Um, just recovery, I, I listened to, to Ryan Giggs probably four or five years ago in a documentary and he was saying, I, I'm, I'm gutted because I'm 40 years old, I'm still playing and I can't play football with my son at half past three when he's come home from school because I need to rest my legs. Um, so they will have that recovery mm. and, and they'll be disciplined in it. And it does 
it does um, it does pay off because you know like when if you think of it mentally, if you do a deep dive into something, you know, and it's intense, it's so important then to do some light duties in in your like your routine. Um, and we talked about burnout before, oh, and, and how me and writing. You I find, and Rob will probably you'll probably have some insight into this because Rob Rob writes a lot. I find that with writing, I can only get about two to three hours of writing on a good yeah. day out of me, and that, and it kind of fries those circuits in my brain for that day. There's some days yeah. where I'll have a really good day. Maybe you do a couple hours writing, you might go for a walk uh, and whatever. But I find that that is such a, an expensive mental activity that you need that kind of rest in between yeah. or you need to go do a completely different task that uses a different yeah. part of your brain. Yeah. Um, otherwise you just can't maintain. Yeah. Well, at the it, minute I'm doing about two to three hours a day because yeah. I'm working on a project. Um, and then after those two or three hours, I'm, I'm knackered. So if I've gone somewhere like to a coffee shop and wrote when I'm driving home, I get new ideas. I know. And I've, then you go, I've, I've, solved, I've solved the problem. Yeah. yeah. That's when like, the solving happens. And then yeah. I go home, make the, those notes, but so mentally draining that it is like being a physical thing. Yeah. I, I think creating space is, 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 is well known. Is, is it well known? I, I, I know it. Um, but some, some of the listeners might know that creating space in your, in your, in your working brain is so hard because that part of your brain is so protective. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I was mentioning earlier about the creative side of you for until I met you. Um, again, I'm going to go a bit deep. I'd lost that creative edge. And, and and through COVID as well, I've gone outside and put a new fence up down the side of the house. I started to prepare to put a new fence up. And the missus said, you're so happy, you're whistling away, you're singing away. And I, I was using that creative side. Yeah. I'd, I'd got rid of 50 staff just before mine, which, you know, you know the, the stress levels had come down. But I, I, I just in charge of myself, outside, nature around me. Just, and you get your mojo back. I'll tell you this, man, because it's the same thing, though. Even though, like, I've been, you know, being in this creative space for quite a long time now and I've been running the forge which is my my baby for 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 five years um I get that as well though I get I get it where my creativity and my mojo burns out yeah and um lately I've been recapturing it and the type of material that I've been teaching the type of class that I've been teaching and I can see people really enjoying it and I got a text message uh from from uh one of the actors last night and she said I'm absolutely loving this course yeah it's really good and I went you know, it's like, that's what, it, and I, I literally said to her, I went, thank you so much. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it. That's what it's yeah. all about. And I feel like I've got my mojo back this yeah. term. And part of that, right, as a short reflection, a part of that is I gave myself time off yeah. because you're working so hard. You've got loads of spinning plates. And like, if you take a week, a couple of days and go, y- your job is not to think about this you can come back with a, with a fresh mind, but if you're always grinding away at it, you're not going to see you it. just break it down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's too much. Do you, do you know what you said earlier there about um, just giving yourself a little bit of reward? Mm. I'll do that in a in a holiday or what, whatever it may be, but checking in with myself, I don't think I do enough. I, I, I'll I, I like Rudyard Kipling, and that's that's why me and Rob did it on on if and and what he says in there you treat triumph and disaster just the same, right? It, and it's, yeah. that message to me is being level-headed and it's not like, you know... Stoicism. Yeah, and, and, and I have that fed back to me. My hairdresser said to me the other week, you are stoic. You, you, that's, if I could explain who you are, because, you know, the, the, he's, he's keen on listening to, to, to this podcast and, and he's always keen on what I'm doing. But um, it's 
it's just keep and, and I do that I can remember like we'd done a hundred kitchens in a hundred day, days we had this challenge me and my, my uncle we, we, a little bit silly like that and we just got to the end and it was like yeah that's you know what what's next we, we turn around and we wouldn't even like look at what we'd just built and I, I suppose that that's just like got me in my mind thinking about like spiritually and, and lessons learned for me and I suppose at the height of my life so far where I've been, mm. you know, the stressed uh, level, I, I started to do meditation and mindfulness and, and, and checking back in. And I, and I know some of the listeners um, might be thinking, well, spiritually, what, what, what do we mean by that? I, I just put down there on my notes, serving something larger than yourself yeah. and, and, and like something that has good values and then you follow those values. Um, now, regardless of your beliefs, if we just go back to what we were saying there about, you know, uh, just getting back in sync. And when when I'm at the, the height of the, 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 my, you know, my stress levels, the negative does creep in. You start to listen to the negative a little mm. bit more, but the two techniques that I've just mentioned there help me take me back to a, a happy place. Um, I find that one of the only things that can snap me out of that zone is rigorous exercise. Mm. Cause I, when I'm stressed, I get, I get quite angry and I get frustrated and mm. I can, I, I can lash out. Yeah. And I can also be, I can restrict people's access to me mm. to be like, I need to do this thing. Yeah. But it's me solving this equation and they, they they're not, they're not opposites. Yeah. They're, they're two things that need to exist in congruence. And I know that. Yeah. But, I can only see through that fog if I go to the gym and like cardio really helps. Heavy yeah. cardio is, and I come out cardio, and the, the yeah, fog yeah. is cleared. Yeah. The frustration is lifted yeah. and I'm able to see the problem clearly and not take that problem out on yeah. other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still learning how to do that. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, but I think zooming out of that, um, going right back, just to probably finish off on spiritually, I, I think if you... If you know who you are and what your intentions are in life, I think that will help the other elements of you, especially thinking back to the mental side. It, it gives you a place where you belong. It knows where you want to go. You see what I'm saying? Where if you don't know who you are as a person, it leads, for me, I've, I've observed people where I, I don't think they do, and then it leads to anxiety. It leads to other issues. So I think... And this is a process through many years that I've went through personally, very deep. Um, but I think because we don't really have religion in mm. society, certainly not in the UK, um, in the way that it once was. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are looking for new systems of belief. Yeah. <clears throat> I think many people are finding them in the wrong place. But yeah. if you're open and you're listening and you're open enough to take old wisdom, mm. right? And I've actually gotten to stoicism only very recently. Yeah. And and, and I, I came to stoicism through a really weird direction, right? Darren Brown was talking about stoicism, right? And he described his understanding of stoicism, right? I'm butchering this. Sorry, Darren, we don't know each other, but there you go. You're a great <laughs> illusionist. Um, he said, I see myself like a porous rock in an ocean. And when the waves <clears throat> crash over me, the water passes through me. Uh -huh. It never, ever knocks me over, unearths me or whatever language that I used. And I found that metaphor so transcendent and so interesting. I started to look and read into, you know, Mark, the, the meditations of Marcus Aurelius and things like that. 
And stoicism is is really profound. And it's it's not the answer to everything. No, it's, it's not. not a, nothing is a whole ideology that will it's save just, you. Some people might look at it yeah. actually and go, "That's definitely, That's definitely not, not me. for me." Yeah. But for me, what I was looking for is I was looking for strength, and I was looking literally to be a rock. Yeah. Because I was being pulled everywhere, and I couldn't seem to develop mental strength to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. And that metaphor was kind of like, God, that's exactly what I want. Um, I mean, like, yeah, 100% because we, we were linking it there to beliefs and mm. what they're following now. And, and like social media for me is, is it has its pluses, but it has massive minuses. Got on. I was talking to somebody about um, mental health and young men in particular, and it's the second biggest killer basically mm-hmm. and, you know suicides the reasons for it i was speaking to somebody uh, the other month about uh, visuals and keeping fit and this guy looked incredible and um he just said you know i don't feel like that you know it's because he's going on insta so then there's always somebody who looks better yeah so for me i was like well i don't get that because i i actually sat down with somebody at the beginning of my journey and I said to them, I want to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. You know, I don't want to look absolutely massive like The Rock or, or whatever. That was my aim. And I got there. I got that fed back by the same person, not myself. I got there and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. I, I don't want to be, I, I, my abs could have been better. My upper chest could have been better. My, my glutes could have, so what? That, that My aim was to get there. But I don't. If you don't have an end goal, it's it, again. It, it just I leads to things. We return back to like your internal locus and belief system, and it's and you have to go out there and find. In some ways, nowadays, I mean, this is certainly true for me. Find a positive belief system, and if you find yourself that for whatever reason your belief system is, they're better than me on Instagram. And I need to go look like that. I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not a good belief system. No, it's not. It's I not. mean. One, it's not true. It's a lot of them are fake. Yeah. They're edited. So it's it's impossible to achieve anyway. And and again, perfection is the enemy of good. If you and I was like this, I was like, I've been through moments in my life of like being like and my girlfriend has this as well. We both have the same issue yeah. of like, we want to be great. We want to be perfect or whatever. And I found so it's like, it doesn't exist. It doesn't I, I, I exist. Think today's society, I said to uh, myself, you know, only a couple of days ago, I looked at something and I thought, society, it's a different 10% rule list. I'll um, meet somebody and say it's business and they will tell me something. I only believe 10% of that. The 90% is what they actually go and do, Mm. right? And I think modern day society is the opposite of that. 90% they believe straight away what they're told and then 10% is not really factored in to go and see what that person does. So how somebody portrays their life... I, on, on Insta is <clears throat> sometimes not correct. I have friends who are influencers, right? Yeah. Who, you know, they're not they're not world famous influencers that you would know, but they've got a lot of followers, yeah. right? And it's literally, they, they travel around the world and that's what they do. Yeah. They go take bikini photos and places. There, there's many aspects of their life that, you know, are not, are not perfect. Mm. And a lot of it is, and I mean, I had one of them say, who's a very good friend of mine and I absolutely love her to death. But I questioned her about this and I said, I'm not being rude. We've been really close friends for a very long time and yeah. I love you. I went, but what is this all about? Can you explain to me? And she went, uh, personality for online, personality <laughs> for real life. Yeah. And I was like, that's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's just not, it's like, for me, I was like, wow, oh, yeah, that's yeah, odd. Yeah, but for me, it all comes back down 
to the needs, yeah. right? And, and if people are struggling about what, what what are my needs, break it down to the basics. You, you, you know, your girlfriend, your wife, your spouse, your partner, your boyfriend, your, your kids, your career, financial success. We've just, we've just done not to, so much success, but financially stable. Um, your family, your parents, your siblings, friends, fitness, health. We just touched upon mm. your, your creative side. Self-expression is so important. And, and I'm so pleased that I've, I've now refound that. Enjoyment, happiness, learning and growing, testing yourself. These are all things that you need to sit down and just question in yourself that um, what what can what are my needs and then spin it on its head and it's your service to others. Yes, you get a good sense of enjoyment and fulfilment out of doing what you're doing, and so you should because what you did for me, I'll I'll always remember that now. It's it's, it's just sent me off on a different path in my life, which is incredible. Um, but um, you, you need to sit down then for me and just question. What renews your energy out of that lot, mm-hmm. and what drains your energy? Yeah. Okay. And 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 th- I'm going to come on to targets and planning shortly, uh-huh. but that is so important to set the foundation. What you want out of life? It's not your dreams yet. It's just getting your basics. I love. I mean, I've loved this conversation. I love the direction you've came at this conversation from. And and I'd like to add in before we move on to whatever you want to move yeah. on. To, but I'd like to add in one additional concept, which is what I took from the idea of minimalism <clears throat> and um, this movement of minimalism, right? I think uh, what what I took from this, right, and what has lingered with me is everyone wants to add things to their life. Yeah. They think more, 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 right? I think, because you talk about energy and you talk about what, what builds you up and what drains you. Yeah. I think in, in many situations, how can you think about what can you take away like social media is yeah. a perfect example, okay? Yeah. So you've got this thing in your life, right, that in many ways you find it very draining. You, yeah. It might give you... Try taking it away for a little bit. See how that affects your time, yeah. your ability to work. I'll give you my example currently, right? I love booze. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Rob knows this well. Alcohol. I love alcohol. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love getting boozed, right? <laughs> However, my relationship with alcohol is a lot healthier now than it used to be. Mm. Certainly a lot healthier when I was living in London and being a legend. Um, <laughs> We're going to get that story at some point on this podcast. Oh, you'll get we? all the stories about London. Um, um, and and, and re- reflecting on in London and why I didn't achieve the success I wanted, booze was a big part of that, man. Yeah. Partying was a big part of that. And now, yeah. because I have big goals and I've got things that I want to achieve and I've got my targets for next year, which we are going to come on to, mm. I'm thinking about, well, what can I take away what what things are perhaps having a negative influence upon my life that I can take away to achieve more and give me more time, more energy? And I turn around to the missus and I says, um, I think I'm going to take three months off the booze. And she went, ha! Yeah. And I went, no, I went, I've been thinking about it for a long time. I've been thinking about this for a couple of years now. Yeah. I did dry January this year and it's the first time I've ever made a full yeah, month. Yeah, I can remember you doing that. Yeah. And I'm going to give my, and I'm going to do three months I'm going to do three months. When, when's, when's that starting? Before, after Christmas? When, if we go back into lockdown, he'll do three months. Um, I don't know when it's starting. No, and, or what age I, I think it, it might start. I think it might start on New Year's Eve because the girlfriend's on uh, on call. She's got a promotion recently. She's got to be on call so she can't right. drink, right? So I think we've discussed it and we're going to start then and I'm going to see it into the new year and I'm going to do three months. Good Notice for you. me convincing myself. I, I can remember when COVID kicked in. I'm not a big... Um, in-house drinker at home mm. so 
I, I socialise a lot, as, as 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 you know, and and we both do. And I I did probably well. I'll, the lockdown periods, I was off the booze, so nine months, twelve months, whatever it was. How did you find that affected you? Performance wise, incredible. Oh man, yeah. Um, and also. I can remember when I was in Camps Bay in Cape Town, they don't drink that late into a night, into the night. I rebelled. We just got um, my daughter, she was two years old, first real proper holiday. And I was mm. like, well, we're going to be out till two o'clock in the morning. And the missus is like, no, she's trying to dial me back in. And she was right. But it took me a little bit longer to realise. I'm, I'm walking around <laughs> on holiday and I'm like, why are the dads all dressed at six o'clock at night? You, sh- you should be sunbathing. <laughs> it's like, just... Get up earlier, go to bed earlier, and 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 and, and, yeah. and enjoy it. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I started. We went. I think it's Woolworths out there, and they got these big bottles of booze, like you'll see San Miguel's in now, Peroni's or whatever. A bit of free advertising there. But um, the and I, I, I had like two or three of those, and I, I was like, this is this is brilliant. You know, sat on the balcony. Yeah. And then um, I come back to tell a colleague, and I said, you know, I, I was finding myself doing it every night. And he's like, yeah, it's a slippery slope. Slippery That's slope. why people don't do it. It comes at so many levels though, because it's like, as I say, it's going to it's gonna be hard. And I'm not going to say I hope I do it because I'm saying I'm going to do it, right? But like, because I come to you for a lot of advice on fitness mm. and we've talked about diet. When we first met me and you, we, we, you gave me a really long speech about diet and some incredible advice, some of which I've implemented. Yeah. But I find like in my life in general, falling off the wagon is something yeah. that I do with... Yeah. I do enough to, to 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 do well, but the 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 consistency, it's the drink that stops me doing it. I go out on a weekend, I work really hard, I get smashed, yeah. and then it's sort of a little bit up. And, and when it comes to fitness and, mm. and trying to achieve a certain physique for the type of roles that I want to do, yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm like looking at my goals, I'm looking at my targets and I'm thinking about, I'm talking to my agent about the horse riding and combat and things like that. And I'm like... If you want to do this, you might not get to do it, right? I might not get the rules. But if you want to do this, you're probably going to have to... Gonna have to sacrifice. You're gonna have to sacrifice yeah. it, man, and yeah. get and and get to work. You know, you won't go far wrong when it comes to alcohol. I was thinking of this the other day. If you observe your missus and 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 and, and like my missus, oh, they'll have two or three drinks on and a night out, and they're fine. And they're fine. They've yeah. enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Whereas we'll, I'll always say like to the lads, I'm gonna get to twelve o'clock. I'm I'm staying out, but I keep saying to myself, go to the bar, get the drinks, and say. Don't put any vodka in that Coke. Don't, and, and I always forget. I yeah, wake up the next morning and think, why did I yeah. not do that? Um, but well, Rachel no. says that to me. She says, she says, your next step is to have that kind of relationship with drinking. Yeah. And as I say, massive, massive improvements. And she's like, you don't have to stay out till three, four in the morning. No. You're 30 year old, Daniel. And I'm like, but I don't have kids yet. I've got to get it all out my system. She's like, that's not the point. Yeah. yeah, she's right. <laughs> I know she's right. I think I've had that chat as well, and uh, I think every man out there has had that, that, but that, we, that, that telling off. Yeah, but for me, it's not about that because I think every, I think everybody personally, a personal freedom thing, should have the ability to do what they want to do, how they want to do it, right? Yeah. That's just how I'm wired. That's fine. But when it comes to goals and achievement, if you're honest and you're reflective, and again, a lot of this is me being about myself and being like, I'm not doing what I should be doing. And like some of that is like, you know what, if you want to, especially with with physique and fitness, you need to cut them calories, man. Me and you were talking and I was like, how do you achieve? Because you still, we go out together. We'll go out mm. and we'll network and parties and all that together. And I'm like, how do you stay that trim? And you're like, because I don't drink beer, Dan. And I'm like, oh. I started off, you know, drinking and I just thought, what is the crack with beer? 
because I, it tastes horrible. Oh, well, well, then you're blessed in that regard because I'm going to go out and watch no, the match no. later on and sink some lovely pints no, of and, neck oil and, and, with your boys. Mm. I will, but then, you, you know, you bloat the majority of men and then what follows the next day is not particularly nice. You know, it's like, you know, you've got a bad stomach and and I was just like, I'm sick. I'm sick of this. When, when I first started drinking, I was like, oh, I was got so much stick. I, I, I just drank cocktails. That, that, that's all I liked. Yeah. Um, that has got its downside because it's you know the volume is higher, um, but it doesn't have um, it doesn't have to have the calories. I never really focus on calories though. I'll eat what I eat. Yeah. Um, if I'm hungry, I'll, I'll eat. But it's, it's it's about particularly around we were out with the forge the other week and some guy I, I, I gave him a compliment. He said, oh, "It's the waistline," and I said, "That's beer." And um, if you instead of reading loads of books and listening to loads of YouTube tutorials, I'll just say to a bloke, one of my uncles asked me, "Can I can I drop some weight?" And I said, "If you're going to do it, just avoid sugar and beer." Yeah, right, yeah. and you won't go far wrong. Coming um, back to this minimalism, it's like, what can you take away? Yeah, if you can, and I know it's discipline. It's really damn hard because I'm going through this right now because yeah. this is not the first time we've had this conversation yeah. where you've gone. Daniel Craig does it as well. I like a vodka tonic because yeah. he knows yeah. he has to yeah if he's playing james bond what does he drink now he drinks a vodka tonic or a vodka lem- a vodka soda right yeah. a vodka lemon soda yeah your advice? dan your fitness is fine your diet's fine yeah stop drinking beer yeah <clears throat> there yeah. you go and, that, and that's it but i mean if we linked it to the mental side i suppose that, that you know and it'll show through the physical when i was doing the you know silly amount of hours working and studying and um training i the wheels fell off around about 21 22 mm-hmm. i had so many health issues and my thyroid just went twang really and it, it went overactive and it went underactive i went to see a specialist and at the time luckily i was i got private health care and this guy was pulling he was pulling his hair out he said i've seen a thyroid do this a few times, not that many. He said, it's really gone crazy. He said, I've seen it in a young female. So I thought, well, it can be in a young male then. So he said, no, she was pregnant. So I was like, right, well, I'm definitely not pregnant. So he said, yes. I want I wanted <laughs> to keep a record of your sleeping habits and your alcohol intake. Yeah. Which really can be connected to thyroid. Uh, it's, it's normally it's because it's hereditary and it is in our family. My auntie, unfortunately, is it's been passed down to her from I think it was my great aunt. Um, but that's been managed. But, it, but it's uh, it, it just went upside down. Then oh, there was all sorts of things that that, that happened, and um, yeah, I, I found a lump on my testicle, which was very very scary. Oh, hey. Uh, which luckily was found to be a cyst, but it, it was stress and, and putting your body under so much demand and, and, and living off of two, three, four hours sleep every night. And is, was that what you were doing? Because just the volume of work? For a long, long time, yeah. I just thought, ah, my famous saying was, I'll sleep when I die. Well, but you'll uh, yeah. die a lot quicker if you're going to do that. I, I, I think some people, I, I read this a while ago, have got a, um, a, a genetic... Um, trait in them which allows them to function on very very little sleep yeah doesn't mean it's good for them right super but, sleepers super sleepers exactly 100 mm. percent. um and i've got a mate one of my one of my best mates has got that yeah. right where he, he, five six hours a night he can go out he can go out and stay out till three in the morning get three hours sleep go and work for Still 12 hours it's oh, mental gosh. there's obviously there's got there's obviously downsides to it and you've experienced them mm. i am the opposite end of that spectrum man no, yeah. i need nine hours a night i <laughs> don't i don't need seven to eight yeah. i i need nine well 95 well, percent of the population 
um, will need between seven and eight hours. And that's what I got told. Mm. So that's what I have just stood by as a ritual. It's just there in my mind. I might fall behind that. Um, the other day I was I was tired and I was like, yeah, because, you know, you've gone over to Dublin, you've had four and a half, five hours last night. So on the plane coming back, I tried to get some sleep, but anyway, there was a screaming kid. But, you know, you, sometimes you've got to be selfish with it. You just think, well, if I'm going to be accountable, I've got all these responsibilities, I've got this balance, I'm going to have to have a, a, a lie-in. But a specialist would say consistency, not don't think where you're going to binge, yeah. it's going to pull it back. It's not, it's going to put you, that could actually have a detriment, detriment sorry, to your, to your health as well. Um, but it's all about what energy you put in uh, and how you replace it. So, but if we link it back to, let's say corporately again, and um, a lot of the people that I've worked with would actually agree with me that positive Positive energy is made for me um, sometimes through through stress, but positive stress. So you know you're going to go into something and it's going to be stressful, but it's how you then repair and and, and replace that energy. Um, I, th yeah. I, th I think my version of that is sometimes uh, people get very very anxious about and and the, 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 I read something really interesting again. I keep saying that I read something interesting. Um, about the relationship between stress, anxiety, and excitement. Sometimes anxiety can be excitement, and knowing yeah. the difference between the two mm. is important. Yeah, yeah. And once I started, because I've had anxiety, and once I transposed that relationship, and I'm like, are you anxious or are you excited? And I kind of yeah. lost the link between the two. And then I was like, all right, you, you want to do this. But what I find positive stress, when I set myself a goal, right, this date is coming for you, whether you like it or not. So when yeah. I'm, if I'm doing a show, if I produce a show, if, I, if I'm doing a short or anything like that, I've my relationship with that has completely changed. Now yeah. I like it. I've developed a really positive relationship because I know that's coming and I have to do the work. Yeah. But if it keeps getting pushed back by six months or whatever, it's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So that stress is good stress. Yeah. But I think if you have that relationship with stress where you say, this is good for you. Yeah. Right. Go do the work and trust that. It's not going to be perfect because nothing ever is, but whatever's going to come out at the end is going to come out at the yes. end. So go to work. Yeah. Uh, and once that mental switch changed with me, I have a better relationship with pressure now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And if you channel that in the right way, you know, I'm thinking of something I was once told about an F1 example. Like if you're going to go at something, have a bit of a strategy behind it and uh, the F1 car. So it's not always the fastest driver that wins the race. It's you've got pit stops. It's the looking after the tires. It's mm -hmm. the full strategy. So don't go flat out and, and, and go after it. Um, and I, I can remember also like thinking one day I was doing an appraisal with a member of staff and I was observing him and I was thinking it's all right if you approach things differently everybody does and you've, you're everybody's different um and I, I, I said to the chap used like uh, airports and air travel and I said you know air traffic control is different to uh, being a pilot so what I'm getting at is that they like their jobs because, um, you know, an air traffic control, I want them sat on that plane. I want them to be intense, high energy, highly kind of stressed in a way. And that, that's why they'll have, I think they have 15 minutes on, I was told, and then they'll have 15 minutes off to recover. They like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why they do it. A pilot wants to be a bit more chilled. I want him to be a bit more chilled. I still want him to be a bit stressed. 
but I want him to to be in control. You know, you could probably use uh, heart surgery and the surgeon, the anaesthetist. Everybody's in a different mindset, yeah. and how they um, use their energy through a day might not be as intense, but still very very important. Um, but I'd observe observed this through this uh, this this chap and this chap. Um, the, the mental traits that he had, he had, I think he had a OCD, which is fine. Um, and I just, for the first time ever in my career, thought, I think I've got a duty of care actually to, to, to say what I'm thinking to this person. And I said, is this career path for you? Um, and I gave him a week off and he came back and he said, no, I don't think it what is. What was the job? Being a QS, right? Okay, quantity surveyor, and um, a very, very intelligent guy, like like uber intelligent. What, so, what was it about it that you made it made you think this is probably not right for you? The way that he approached everything and the level of efficiency that he was using, the level of communication, how that then, if he didn't get that back, the relationship and how it upset him and. Um, Oh, I could talk all day long, Dan. Yeah. It's a bit like your, I think what you're touching upon here, which is so interesting is for that, this environment, you're probably not, it, it's probably not the right environment for you. You're not wired in the way that this suits you. Yes. While I'll give you an example on myself. So I'm not talking about someone else, but with my partner, we're very different people. Yeah. I'm very, I'm quite creative and chaotic. She's very organized, yes. right? I could never do what she does for a living. She's yeah. a she's a she's a, a nuclear <clears throat> a react a nu- a react a reactor physicist, a nuclear reactor physicist safety engineer, right? Wow, yeah, yeah. She liaises with the government to make sure that they're following the correct regulations yeah. for a nuclear reactor. Right. I mean, you couldn't be further away from me if you tried, <laughs> right? Opposites we, attract. We balance each other out. And yeah. we you know, she says to me, she could never do. I am wired i like to think so i am perfectly wired for this m- madness of what yes acting right and creativity all that yeah. thing and and being really comfortable in the kiosk i mean you've been to the forge sessions you know what they're like it's yeah. a bunch of people walking around the room expressing their madness um and and she's perfectly wired for that yeah yeah and i don't know where i'm going with that but no no you go? I, I, you're going with it's it's the, you, you're the right fit mm. and i had observed in in this this chap as, as well I, I think a lot of things he cared too much and and in a construction environment in a, in a team where it's fast paced there's a lot of pressure um he, he clung on to things a little bit mm. too long and i just thought gosh your talents are wasted you are so so clever um, and not not to say that people in construction aren't, but, but it's that his particular talents weren't in that role yeah, in that moment. Yeah, and and um, he had a week off. He came back and he said, "I think you're right. Yeah. I want to be a teacher." And oh. I and coincidentally, I'm going to say it. This is not you know not fact, but the most incredibly intelligent people that I've met coincidentally end up being teachers. I think a to lot, a certain degree. Yeah, I think a lot of them want to give back. Yeah. And we, we, we talked about this earlier on about the idea of service. I think nothing in your life will give you the deep, deepest sense of meaning yeah. as service on, unto others. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about religion and I won't get too into this because I, I'm not religious, but in, in, in certain things, talking about the Christian faith and this idea of service unto others, 
if because I went to a Catholic school and you get this drilled into you and it's repetitive, but I never understood it. It was just something that was said to me. Yes. Right. As I've gotten older, and and it's and the lesson has been learned. Um, it is very very true. Yeah. The more you give to others. The, it fills your soul in a way that nothing else does. Yeah, it's it's, it's completely like said, true. It's serving it something bigger is. than yourself. It really is, man. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and I suppose that that would then lead us on now to harnessing that. How you're looking at your your your, your death on your deathbed, mm. looking back at how your talents can serve this world the best. Yeah. Um. And and your mark and and your dreams, your needs. And how you sit down and, and plan and, and target those. So planning and target for me is, it is simple. And I, I love that word simple um, and, and basic. I'll, I'll repeat, you know, I constantly say all those things because that's where the majority of things are missed, to be honest, for, for me. Just just keep it at that level and you won't go far wrong. Um, but it's, you know, those needs, you've got to think about how you're going to fit them with you know, in and around your your core things that you're doing on a weekly basis, your family life, your social life, your working life, keeping healthy, all your responsibilities, maintaining the house, DIY, and as well as getting those dreams in there. Um, and it synergies. We talked about it before where young dads will say, how do you keep so trim like you said to me? I won't waste time going to a gym. I'll save cost on paying for a gym membership. I know I'm flexible how I do my exercise and I'll just go out for a run mm. and do calisthenics. It's all body weight. So I don't have to really depend. I can do it in a hotel room. I can do it on an evening. I can even do it. The, the kids, oh, I, I don't want you to go when, when you've read them the book. I'll start doing sit-ups. <laughs> yeah, I've done that once or twice. Sounds, and they look at me like, what are you doing? It sounds but, mental, but it's so true. Connected yeah. activities, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's what I think it's why podcasts are so popular because you can listen to things yeah. and audiobooks have such a rise because we live in such busy worlds. Yeah. They allow us to connect two activities together. Yes, yes. I, here's, here's, a, here's a daft one for you, right? If I'm doing a meeting, if I'm doing a work meeting, Sometimes I'll put the headphones in yeah. and I will I'll mute the mic and I will clean the house. Yeah, unmute yeah. the mic when I need to talk, yeah. things like that. Yeah. If I'm going to the gym and I've got to read, if I've got to do financial reports, if I've got to do things like that, I am on that treadmill yes. and people are looking at me. I'm learning lines on the on the bike. Yeah, you've got to, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's how the world's going. And it's, it's going back to what we said on the last podcast. It's what you know resources have you got? It's time, money, really. What, what we came up with is going to be a lot more than that. But what is so important to us to be able to, get to our dreams and, and and the topic that we're talking about um so for me it would get get all those down on paper and then see what that looks like in a schedule you know make make some targets don't make an exhaustive list what do you want to get after this year put it into a monthly plan put it into a weekly plan and what you'll find through that in, in my experience is that i did read once that it will take you six attempts to break a trend so you're going to fail. Yeah. It's all right. It's Don't all right. be hard on yourself. I'm, I'm doing it right now. chipping away, yeah. right? And you'll get there. And if so, if, if I write down four or five targets for this year and how I'm going to put that and introduce it into my life, there'll be things that, I, that, that I've achieved so they're no longer there, so they'll be replaced so I know I'll have the time. But it's it, you're going to fail you know, six times, four, 24 times you're going to fail uh, before you succeed. So yeah. it's going to be frustrating. But keep chipping away at it. Keep, I think, because I I, I I feel like I've learned these lessons, but I still fall short 
and I and I forget the lessons and I have to relearn them. Yeah, yeah. It's to be honest, one of the reasons why I'm enjoying this conversation so much and and, and I repeat listen to podcasts and I reread Real Art Stone Starve for the last podcast that we did because they remind me of these lessons that I've tried to learn and I mm. get back to it. Yeah, and yeah. I've been fairly consistent recently, which I'm which I'm 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 really happy with. Um so I I couldn't agree more. Like forgive yourself for for not always hitting the mark, but yeah. and 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 as an important point, create a priority system, right? I have a system where yes. I rank them. I rank them in priority, and there's some things which get a star because it needs to be done, yes. even if it's something that might take me three months. In the grand scheme of my career, it needs to be done. Yes. So give yourself what I what I notice in actors in the early stages of their careers, right? They'll be coming to classes at the Actors Forge, right? They'll have been with me for maybe even a year or two. They've got some skills. They've got talent. They're, they're yeah. kind of there. They're good. But for whatever reason, I can't get them to go out and get a headshot or start planning showreels. Yes. And I'll help them. I'll help coach them. I'll help tell them. I'll introduce them to people. I'll connect them to, to Ro even Rob, who's sitting yeah. right here with me right now. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, and, and, and it's not always right, but what I think is happening is, They've developed this consistency. They're coming mm -hmm. to the classes, great, but there's this extra task, This only this one thing. That needs to go at the top of your page yeah. and it's got to be starred and it needs to be done now. Yes. And I know, and I see it so many times. I'll go, did you get your headshots done? Nah, we're six months down the line. Yeah. You've got to schedule time yeah. to do that task. Yes. That is your task. It's not coming to classes at the Actors Forge because you do it. You've been doing that. Yeah. Get a goddamn headshot. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's... It, I, I thought of while she's saying that, you know, example there of something that that's happened to me. Now I've got a contact within the industry. We had a we had a laugh about it when I just picked up the phone to somebody and I got I, I got through. So <laughs> Tom I'm, Hardy's agent. <laughs> but but you know that I haven't acted upon that because I know I have not got um, the time at the minute and also my material and where I'm going on this journey. I think it, I think it'll be premature. Mm. Right, and I would so, agree with that. Yeah, if I'm honest, so, and, and that's what you've got to be. You've got to be honest. Now, the, 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 so there's there's two two things that I'll always say: still enjoy what you're doing. Don't let it become mundane. I'm aiming at this, and I'm just cracking on, I'm cracking on, I'm cracking on. But then also, when it becomes frustrating, don't let the quality slip. Mm. Right, so be stubborn in that you're going to do that activity, and if you can't do it well, don't do it. Okay, um, and I'm thinking about the examples that you've just given there with, with those in mind. It might not apply to everything, but make sure that the, the time that you give it, that you, you know, you, you give it yeah. what it deserves. Well, I'll give you an example of like, again, minimalism, taking things away. I have actually said to a couple of people, and, and Rob has given this advice when they've said, if you don't have enough time in your schedule, right, what you need to do to get to the next level mm. is not come to act, acting classes. Mm. That's not what you need. If you yeah. only have these three, four hours in the week, yes, your time needs to be spent emailing and communicating with the yeah. agents. And there's quite a few actors at the more advanced level in the Actors Forge yeah. where that time needs to be prioritised. Yes. And I did that with getting my current agent, Janet. I, I literally sat down compiled a list of agents and I emailed and rang every single one mm. until someone took me on board. Yeah. Um, I was already represented at the time, but I, I wanted to get a different agent that had more access to... Uh, yeah, thank you for that list. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no listeners, you can't have my list. Uh, maybe you can. If you sign up to the Patreon, you, you can uh, yes. you can get access to the if, secret list. If you if you sign up to the Actors Forward, you get my list. Yeah. Then the agents will probably hate me because I have a secret list and I have all of you. <laughs> and all of the casting directors. 
yeah, and, it's, and and I say to people, and it's like I'm like, what you need to understand, right, is that's what it takes. Yes, like and everyone's got to do it, man. It's really challenging, and you you need to treat it like a core business task. Mm. I mean, I did more than three hours. I mean, I, I did I did it for weeks and weeks at a time, hour, two hours a day. Mm. Let's go until someone and my agent is great. She she's exactly at the level I wanted to be at. I was over the moon. Yeah. I went after it, like yeah, you know? yeah. No, I I got the I got the luxury of being told on set that I wasn't needed, so I sat in a green room and did the same two mm-hmm. or three hours, just banged probably a dozen, maybe a couple of dozen out, and then I got the luxury of having four or five back, and it was like right, okay, I'm going to ask you questions as well as because it's a two way relationship, mm-hmm. and I got the exact one that I wanted, and she's brilliant. So um, no, thank you again. But no, I, I mean that's that's it for me. I've 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 gone through everything there. You know what I wanted to get out there to the listeners, good. and hopefully we've given some good advice there that they can you know channel into. Yeah, I, I, yeah, amazing. I just want to end on one note, which is do the work. Mm-hmm. Just do it. The one thing I'll want to mention is it's obviously we're speaking about balance, mm. so it's obviously sometimes you need to just do the work. Yeah. Just, just if you've got three hours, just do it. Just do Turn the, the phone off. Just do that one task. Yes. It, there's obviously the the balance of taking time off as well and giving yourself that yeah. break, mm. just as important. So you've been speaking around that. But one yeah. one thing, which personally I've I've found is, you know, give yourself a break. You know, if you're really stressed, yeah. just switch it all. Switch off. it off. Do it a little. Do everything a little bit slower, yeah. so mm. you're not causing you too too much stress. Yeah. I felt into the root of that's all I did. I didn't do anything. I was just, I can't do that because it's going to stress us out. You know, I mean, we can speak about this on other podcasts. I struggle with social anxiety and things like that. And it has, has its effect us, but it got to the point where, which I've realized over the last couple of months, you're not doing anything. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. Too comfortable. Comfortable. Your comfort zone zone and stuff. Mm. So I, I don't have the balance yet. But when I am going to work, I'm going to work, yeah. yes. and then I'm going right. For example, if you're not, if you don't, if you've got like a say Sunday and you don't know what you're doing, mm. and you you know I'm going to take a rest. Okay, that Sunday you're doing nothing. Yeah, you're sitting in front of the telly, but you've scheduled it in, so at least that's, you don't feel bad about that's it. That's how I do. Because yeah. I've seen some people who feel guilty for taking a break, and I was one of these people because I that, hadn't achieved. And I do. I, I, do you still? I'm, I'm, do you still I'm, I'm doing, feel like that? I'm doing exactly what Rob's. You know, advise there, you know, family day, that, that's it. But then the family day will be like, right, a bit of DIY. Oh, I'm, I'm starting a new commission. Yeah. I'm going to meet a client, look at the state of my car. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, it's just relentless. I think I couldn't agree with more with what Rob said there. And I often say to Rachel, she'll turn around and be like, Sundays and me days, she'll go there. Uh, like, what are you doing lying around you late? And I went, no, no, no. I went, today is what I Good call a do yeah. nothing day. Yeah. Yeah. And when I do nothing, I literally do nothing. Yeah. I mean, I slob in front of the TV and at the moment play God of War Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> uh, you need it to refresh, man. Yeah. Uh, following on with something that Rob said there, right, about doing the work. Another thing that I noticed with people, right, we had a lovely ending, but uh, Rob gave me ideas, um, is that people attach the work and the activity to emotions. Sometimes the work is not emotional. It's just the work. Yeah. When I was working in a, in a, in a recruitment consultant for a year after I finished university, right, I had to make like a thousand calls a day. Mm. Proper Jordan Belfort style. Pick up the phone and start dialing. And, um, and, 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 and 
it was it was arduous. It's hard, but I found if like if you if you attach emotion that like, you can't do it, I no. started to pick up that phone mm. and keep going and going and going. It's the same when I was trying to get an agent. Those skills have stuck with me forever because sometimes when I need to get hold of someone yeah. or I need to do something, there is no emotional attachment. It You're is a task that I need to complete, yeah. and I will complete it. Mm. Um, and and that's that's good because what I notice with a lot of actors, they'll go, I need to get an agent, but I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. And but, and I know it's it's difficult to give somebody that lesson, but sometimes I'm like shut up. There is no emotion in this. There's yes. no, I'm not good enough. There's no, my showreel's not good enough. There's none of that. We're all in the same boat. You've just got to go out and do it. Get after you're it, ready. Yeah. You're at the level. Go hunt for an agent. Yeah. Okay? Don't worry about I, I, it. I, I, even I, I, if, I, even yeah. if it's for those three hours, just do it in those three hours. Yeah. And then you get to worry about it afterwards. Yeah. You can have a panic attack the three hours afterwards, but when oh, you're yeah. at work, you're just at work. Yes. Just do your job, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get your head down. Same with acting yeah. to a degree. Um, I remember being on set and an actor, I was going over my lines. I was, I was doing this, this German TV show in Yorkshire and they were speaking to me in German. And the guy was like, do, do you speak German? I was like, no, I speak English. <laughs> he was like, okay, I'm going to speak to you in German and you're going to speak to me in, in English. And uh, they dubbed my lines. <laughs> it's just like the first TV job I ever did. Really well paid as well. My agent rang and she was like, I've got a job for you. I was like, oh, my first job on TV? She was like, yeah, it's in Yorkshire filming in this gorgeous uh, Harrogate and these yeah. mansions and stuff like that, right? And she was like, the only issue is, is it's a German TV show. So I was like, so you're not even going to hear my voice? No. Are you sure it was a German TV show? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? No, ever, I haven't even seen the footage, oh. no. I, uh because what's the point? You couldn't. Just, mm. <laughs> I mean, I used to try. Uh, and 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 I and I remember I was I was it's so stupid now that I look back on it because I was I was going over my lines. I had this one scene. I'm going over and going over. And this actor, he's so cool, Lucas came over to me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm I'm going over my lines." And he was like, "You're worrying." I was like, "It's like a Meisner thing." I was like, "I am worrying." Yeah. He's like, "You are worrying." Don't worry. The scene will be what the scene will be. And I went, "You're right." And I just stop because when you when you're there and you've done the work, there's no room for emotion, man. It's just there's room for emotion in the scene, but there's no worry, man. You go in and do your job. You just do it, and it's, it's like an autopilot. I, I I linked what you just said there, and I was I was there the other day to university when I used to get obviously with learning difficulties like coming up or uh, coming up through school, and I had a lot of anxiety in and around uh, schedules for assignments. And, you know, you sat there on a Sunday, Saturday, Sunday night, and you're thinking, I'm in a good place. And you're thinking, what's niggling at me? Why do I feel so down? And you're like, yeah. oh, I've got those deadlines for them three assignments. I've got an exam. I've got a presentation, whatever. But you, you fast forward to year three, year four, year five, and you, I couldn't even tell you some of the assignments. You get a, a good mark in and it's like, what was the subject? What, what did you learn? I'm like, I'm on autopilot. I know the subject. I know the start, the middle, of the end. I know what I need to go and research. I know where I'm going to pull it from. Yeah. And I know how to present it. Bang, it's gone. And it's kind of, you, you use, you learn how to learn. Yeah. And then you go fast forward to acting. It's like prep. Get your, you know, get into character, get, get, uh, in, in, you know, your line ready, and like you say, just turning up, taking direction, and then before you know it, you, you're leaving set and you're thinking, what, what Where have I just done? Oh, I'm going home now. Oh, I'll, Rob will testament to this. The first show we did with the Actors Forge, and we turned up to Durham, <clears> and I was in a right panic, wasn't I? The cast were laughing at us because it was my first show. It was the first show that I directed yeah. at the Durham Fringe, um, and we've performed every year there ever since. And I was just in, I, I wasn't panicked, but we had an hour, all we had was an hour tech rehearsal. And I went in and I was so like, Aah! everyone shut up. 
we've just got to, we're doing this. And now I'm not like that because yeah. I'm like, I know the process. Yeah, you've been My process it. is clear. And as long as I stick to that process, I don't have to worry because mm. I've delivered before and I'll deliver well, again. I, th- I think, I think with, with that show, what you were doing, you were trying to be in charge of everything. Yes. And you came to me and asked the question. I says, it's done. I was like, I'm not going to explain how it's been done. Just I'm not going to... Don't ask Just, that. it's done. Yeah. And if, I don't think it was. I just lied. I knew it would be done. <laughs> just to calm him down. Yeah, I knew it would be done. <laughs> Please, lie to me more. Yeah. I, I prefer it. And <laughs> you, so you've probably, you've gotten better at... Because, oh. you know, you you are your own boss, but yeah. you, you you have to delegate. Yes. And I, I've I've struggled with that. Oh. I mean, and mm. I, I get that from me, Dan, as well. But it's like, you, you've... You've got to delegate, mm. and you you and learn have to trust them as yeah. well. And if, yeah, if you can get someone, especially who you can you can trust, and essentially do a better job at that task than you, you go mm. well. There you go. Have well, it. this is the yeah. new thing for me over the last couple of years. And and Rob's testament this, you'll notice. I'll go to Rob and I'll go, Rob, can you please do that because I I'm terrible at it. And you're like, well, I'm a genius at it. So yes, yeah, no problem, Dan. Don't think about it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all about the people you work with. I've learned it that. Is. It's every fil- every film I've made. Yeah. Um, well, the rule is no dickheads on set. Oh, I will have to bleep <laughs> that. You just said the D word. Yeah. Is that swear word? Oh. I don't think it is. Oh, I tell him off. Tell him yeah. bleep. <laughs> Hopefully, my mom doesn't listen to this. Um, but yeah, so it's it's you just have people around you, and yeah. then I think the one last thing I, I will say about that is, you know, you you learn what you like. So, for example, the guy who you give a week off to, mm. you. You and it was the same with school. He wasn't he, he wasn't doing the thing he liked, and you've got to do the thing you like. Yeah. I've been I've been I mean I've got three cameras in front of us and three mics, and I know how to do this, but it's actually not the thing that I really like, and I've mm. learned that yeah. I can do it, but it's not the thing that mm. is my passion. Yeah. So you've just got to and what I tell everyone, especially filmmaking side, work in every department because you know what you might think you want to be on camera or a director. But you know what? You really might like making props. Yeah. You really might like set design. Yeah. Just do it all. It's, it's, you've yeah. got to have that bravery to sometimes, like you say, following your dreams and having a plan to to get in there, but also realising this is not for me. Like with football, you know, I, I just come, it came to me at a, uh, not a good time where, where I had the opportunity. I was like, no, I want, I'm, I'm renovating my own house. My career's kicking off. Um, mm. uh, I, I've just got too much on and, uh, you know, I'm not going to leave my life to a chance of one in 10,000 of being selected because there are, there are a lot of other players out there like me who are very talented. Um, yeah, they were fortunate enough to get selected, but I wasn't going to leave that to chance. I thought I, I know what I can get there in other routes where I want it, what I want out of life. But also, Rob, it's, it's flipping it the other way. It's being open-minded enough to go to somebody and say, oh, I just want to help with uh, taking on more com- TV commercials and, uh, you know, line help. Keeping it open-minded to like listening to somebody say, actually, you could be a good actor. And, and going, well, I didn't see that coming. But well, I'll, a lot, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll... a lot of casting professionals started out as actors mm. and they got that thing where um, someone went over and went, you'd be really good in casting. Mm. Like you recommend a lot of actors, you know a lot of actors, you can connect it re- really well. Yeah, and work, yeah. then they, they do a bit of time in casting and then they end up being casting associates and casting directors mm. and stuff. And they'll, they'll always say that, the casting directors having experienced that, one piece of advice they give is just that, Rob, is try different things in the industry. Yeah. And I've, I spoke to a couple of d- directors recently who've worked on uh, Emma Deal and Doctor Who and things like that, and, and they give the same advice. They, they said, 
you know, there's a lot of actors out there, mm. right? And a couple of the people they know who started out as actors ended up going into directing and they absolutely love it. And there was actually more accessibility to it in yes. some ways in different roles. And, you know, um, it's try it all. Mm. Enjoy it. Well, yeah. There's the story about Harrison Ford that he, he's, he's a joiner. He was. Is he? He, he, that's what he was doing on set. Do you he not was, know that? He was building, no. Yeah. He, he was building the sets. For, no way. Yeah. So yes. He was, Rob, you just read my mind. Yeah, he was built. He was in the industry, but yeah. he wasn't. He didn't just walk onto set and become an actor. You two are you, talking. You there. are Harrison this is, Ford. This is I'm freaking. Kid Harrington. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do it. Uh, that, that's that's I'll, my ultimate I'll, dream. I'll be yeah, wrong. I, I, I want it like like I said. So are you wrong? Uh, Rupert Grint. Yeah, Rupert Grint. Ron, Just because you look like It's about experience, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, gosh, it, it, I can remember being um, 12, 13. We went abroad for the first time and we went to Florida and we we're in Disney. And then there's the um, uh, Temple of Doom where the, the ball chases him. And I, I thought, I want to be a joiner. I want to go and build sets around the world. That 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 was a dream. Um, and you, you, so, uh, you, you Harrison Ford, dude. Just accept it, man. It's came up twice now. Let's I'm wrap it up be there because I need to get some uh, headshots. I'll, I'll take that. That's it. Yeah. Rob's going to do some headshots for, and and you're all going to wish me luck. I mean, it'll, it'll, I'll have already way past it by the time this comes out. House of Dragon two. House of Dragon, our Joe Wicks uh, look alike. Yeah, we might need to cut that out if you do get it, because then then people will be waiting for you because it's all secret. The cast, isn't it? So. Let's let's cut that out and pretend I didn't see it, so okay. I get it. Let's go. It's an exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive, yeah. <laughs> right, let's go. Have a good weekend, boys. All right, to you as well. Let's go. Thanks for joining us on this week's The Act of Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, visit at The Act of Podcast. And if you'd like to email us, please email us on theactofpodcast at gmail.com. Or on our personal socials at Charles Henry PB on YouTube and also on Instagram at underscore Charles underscore underscore Henry. Underscore underscore. And just to underscore that. That's good. Don't follow me on social media because I won't reply. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>